Hello everyone, I'm Nico, and welcome back to this week's Eternal Turn podcast, Making Sense of Eternal Turn. It is episode four, so we've been doing this for about a, well this would be a month now at this point, and the last two weeks we've had Shubi Senpai here as Brandflakes was on vacation, but my co-host is back from vacation, so yeah, welcome back. Yeah, I'm happy to be back, I uh, started the podcast and I was saying like oh i have to dip almost immediately so big thanks to shuby for filling in for me while i was gone we appreciate it <laughs> yeah I, I once again i also appreciate shuby for filling in too it was great to have him as a co-host in your absence but now we are going to look into this week's statistics so let's switch it off to our rate as we normally do so you can see for our pick rate we have shuichi with a 3.8 percent pick rate followed by two-handed sword yuki with a 3.7 percent pick rate then tonfa yon with 3.6 percent luke with 3.4 percent and aiden with 3.3 percent so you shuichi's been up here for quite some time I feel like if you watched any of our previous episodes, you would know that he's just a very popular character in Korea due to, um, I'd say his more like flashiness at, and how good he is with like low ping. Well, good quote unquote. He's been nerfed so much since season one that uh, he's definitely not, I'd say, top tier. But a lot of people like playing him in Korea, so his pick rate just kind of stays up there. Yeah, it is interesting seeing how many of these top tier characters are characters that only seem to be, or high average pick rather, they usually only show up a lot when the characters themselves are pretty good. Oh, excuse me. Got news. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like you said, Shuichi's really flashy, Yuki, Yan, Luke, and Aiden. I feel like all five of these characters end up being like, pretty flashy when you play them and feel really good to play but you know that they're not particularly like super strong unless they're showing up in these average pick rates well yeah other than okay i'd say yuki and shoichi are always like up here but we have tonfei on which if you guys watched last week's episode you know how much or how dominant tonfei on was he's fallen off since the nerfs they gave him in the hotfix or like mini patch last week i think the main thing with the mini patch that nerfed him was how much healing he gets from his i think it's is it his passive or enhanced e or like enhanced spell from his e but anyways it went from like 200 percent healing to 100 percent healing so i think that's the main thing they did also nerf i believe it was his e as well it was either his e or q's but yeah, so that's why he's he's fallen off a little bit. Luke's also generally a pretty popular character, and I think Aiden's also just quite popular in AR as well. Just uh, he, I think Aiden's a bit better though than he used to be since like last season. Like I guess near the end of it, he kind of wasn't doing nearly as well, and, and his pick rate fell. But I think now he's in a, a better spot, so his pick rate went back up again. Yeah. Tompayon is definitely one of those newer picks because I remember a lot of Yon players were saying Tompayon wasn't good. So it is surprising knowing that he kind of 
took over Korea. That's what she did in the last few weeks and had to be tuned down because of it. And we'll see if Papillon's still in a good place afterwards. It looks like he is still doing pretty well, but it's definitely a far cry from the tear that he was, as far as I know. Yeah, you, you did miss the the terror of Tom Yon last week. He was like top five for like all the good stats, and he used the best pick rate at like almost five percent. So he was definitely a terror. But yeah, we'll move on now to our lowest. Oh, next up, oh yeah, we'll follow to our highest win rate now. So this is. The actual win rate. So our, I I just put average win rate. I don't know. Is it is technically average, but anyways. So our highest actual win rate is Martina with twenty three point eight percent, followed by Cross Dean with twenty point three percent, Air Aya or Salt Rifle Aya with nineteen point one percent. I forgot to change the icon by Sniper Aya. <laughs> it shows throw, but. It's Sniper Aya with 16.5% and Throw Sasala with 15. Again, I guess I forgot the vote, but that was afterwards. I would have to check for, I think it's like 15.2, 15.4, something like that. So, yeah, Martina's really only up here because there's actually only two people playing her in top 1000. Um, so, but they are, I guess, having somewhat of a success with her. That's why she's up here. I definitely don't think of her as like a really strong character, though. What are your thoughts on current Martina? Uh, I don't remember her being changed that much in the last patch. And if I'm being honest, playing Martina kind of took a lot out of me when she first released, just because her play style is so far departed from you know traditional eternal return characters, where you would be allowed to farm or you'd be allowed to interact with other characters. But with Martina, you have to, you know, play your mini game of clicking camera your camera on people for I think at least six minutes is the best time I've seen so far, and it it is very rewarding to be fair to actually hit the objective, which is the reason why I'm assuming she's at twenty four percent win rate. But it's just not gameplay that I personally enjoy because I think her kid's very fun to play, but the fact that you can't play it for a very long time definitely puts me off. But I'm glad people are finding success on her. Yeah, that's, that's completely fair, yeah. Last patch, they didn't do anything in the hotfix. In the major patch, all they did was buff her vision range. That's all I remember from it, so nothing too major. But it's, I, don't know, I find it interesting that they managed to get a high, this high win rate, but again, I think it's just because there's one to two people playing her. So Next up, we have Crossmodeen. Just they haven't really done too much to change crossbow meaning. I think they nerfed her stacks slightly again, but other than that, it's been kind of the same thing. It's crossbow for this still, so it's just the I believe last week it went to bow instead, but everyone's on crossbow now. Bow's kind of obsolete, so it's just the same thing late game scaling and just her. her or stats being with like armor pen being really strong right now as well. So Nadine's yeah, just one of those characters that always does well. Yeah, exactly. Uh next we have actually Air Aya. So Air Aya was not doing well at all last week, if you remember. This is 
the reason why she's up here now is because they actually gave her a buff. They buffed her, uh, I think it was basic attack scaling in the hotfix slash minor patch. And they also buffed a few of the ARs, not like any of the major ones. I think just some of the, like the minor ones such as XCR, which I don't think really anyone uses. So, but yeah, I guess the buffs to her basic attack scaling have helped her do better now than before. Yeah, definitely an odd buff because we already have a lot of people that don't particularly enjoy the other AR character, but it's such a minor buff, so I'm surprised that it made her success go up as much as it did. Yeah, like she was like bottom five for a, a few number of stats uh, last week, so seeing her up here is a bit of a shock, to be honest. I guess people were. I don't know. The only thing I think is people were just coping on how bad she was, and they're like, oh, we got a buff. We're going to play her now, right? Yeah, that is probably what happened. Yeah, and then Sniper Aya, I honestly don't remember anything changed with Sniper Aya, so it's a bit interesting that she's up here considering she was, I think, doing average last time. I mean, the. Both eyes, by the way, don't have an extremely high pick rate. I think it's like 0.4, 0.5%. Like, it's not high at all. So there's only a few people playing these characters. But I guess it's just the red sprite poking and with Sniper Aya that made her successful this week. Yeah, I can see it. And then Thorsacella, this is, again, just like one person... Generally with throw, you play as or like an auto attacker compared to Shuriken where you play her as Amp. And I, I like playing Thorsacella. That's like, I guess my <laughs> secret character pick, really not so secret anymore, I guess. And she she does a lot of damage, but you do get highly punished for missing an E. If you miss one of your E's, you're pretty much dead, so... But if you're able to get your kills and get your transition items, you can do quite well. Yeah, I think Sassel also got a lot of decent quality of life buffs. In the past, when she was much stronger, she would also have a decent win rate. So it is nice seeing that kind of reappear. For sure. And now let's look at our normalized one. So normalized is they have at least a 1% pick rate because, again, if it's only a few players playing the characters, you can often skew the stats to be either really good or really bad, depending on how good that player is. So let's look at our at least 1% pick rate under like the win rate. So we have Crossbow needing once again up here with 20.3% win rate, followed by Carla with 13.4%, and Shurik and Hedgen with 13.2%. Alex with 12.9% and Jenny with 12.6%. Now, we already talked about Nadine. Carla. Carla is actually quite interesting. She got a pretty decent buff and like they reworked her as well. They removed the... I was told by Shuvi it was the basic attack scaling to get amp scaling and it helped her quite a bit and now she's you know, she's doing quite well now. Yeah, definitely pretty close. I did notice that they reworked her scaling a little bit, so it's nice that they're pushing her towards more of a mage than an auto-attacker. It does seem like Nimble Neuron's trying to push very specific playstyles for 
a character and their explicit weapon. So just defining Carlos' niche and following that philosophy is pretty good on their part. Yeah, it's just I, I was watching his one circle. Like it was, he was the number one player. He's actually number two right now. He fell off slightly to someone else. He was playing Carla in the ER. Was it the ERI that that was just on last? Oh, ERI. I'm sorry, the Masters last week, and it, he's just so good on Carla. <laughs> Yeah, Carl definitely favors the mechanically skilled players. Uh, yeah, I I tried playing Carla and what football last night. It was not the best experience, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And then we have Shuriken Hedgen up here. Now, Shuriken Hedgen was popping off more at the beginning of the season. She kind of wasn't really talked much about like the last like few weeks, but she's come back up again having... Uh, pretty high win rate. Again, a lot of the things that are common right now is that amp transition items are quite strong, and just the buffs they gave to Sh Shuriken Hedgen during preseason, and I even think the first patch into the actual season have helped her quite a bit. So, not a surprising pick or like character for the B up here, in my opinion. Yeah, I do remember a few Hedgeners coming through, but they're mostly targeted towards her items and not herself. And the hotfix did seem like it gave her better cooldowns. So, um, yeah, Hedgen's a character that's I don't think ever has been bad for more than like a week. So I'm not surprised that she's doing well again. Yeah, I will note though that they nerfed her ultimate. Okay, they reworked how her ultimate works. So the cooldown of her ultimate now starts as soon as she casts it, which is huge. And what they did for the compensation nerf, which I would say I think the buff was be better than the nerf, <laughs> was that they added 10 seconds longer cooldown at level 3. That was, and I think 5 seconds at level 2. So I think overall that will be a huge buff to Hedgen. Yeah, I agree. Especially since if she hits all of her omens, you probably lost. And if she misses her omens, then she'd gain a lot more cooldown overall from the cooldown starting at the beginning instead of the end. Yeah, and then we have Alex here, and Alex is just from what I've seen, he mainly is playing as like an auto attacker right now with two-handed sword, and he's just able to. He's always been like a late game character. I since like because of how his kit works, needing multiple weapons, right? So. He's just been able to do quite well, even after the nerfs he got towards Pistol and Two-Handed Sword. Yeah, interesting one. I I was thinking, and Alex is one of those characters that just seems to scale <laughs> no matter how bad he is. And I think usually when he's bad, his win rate's not that great, but it seems like they've gotten him into a decent spot where he can actually excel late game. Yeah, and then last we actually have Jenny up here. Now, I was told that people are playing uh, Amp Jenny now. I tried Amp Jenny in Cobalt, and it did not go well. I don't know if you know what the preferred playstyle Jenny is right now. Uh, that is probably something I should have looked up before this episode. But yeah, Jenny has come back into meta again. I remember 
uh, what was it? Wasn't that like the last ERM where Jenny was like dominated and then they like hotfix nerfed her and then she was basically deleted from the game? <laughs> yeah, when she was like performing a little bit too well and they like gutted her and the other characters that were strong weren't touched. Yeah, like Kathy, I remember her. That was then, but yeah. So, and again, if it, if she's playing more of an amp style, it's just again late game amp transition items are quite well. They added Persona, which I think is like really good right now for an amp item, which is a new like four square headpiece for this season, and just like how much amp late game items give. So like, generally, it's at least eighty. Uh, somewhere between 80 to 90 I think no I was like is there one that's either above that I'm like I don't think so I think they've nerfed any of the amp items above that like other than weapons of course there are weapons that are above that but like armor pieces I don't think there's any above 90 at this point so yeah, it just, makes sense. they finally managed to tune it down a little bit not too much I know Cabana got nerfed by like 5 it was like 90 and then now it's 85 but yeah, and uh, let's look at next. We'll look at the high, our average kills. So average kills. These are the high actual. So we have Barbara with a one point six three average kills, followed by Sniper Aya with one point five five. Rosicella with 1.55, Celine with 1.52, and Carla with 1.49. Now, all of these characters we actually mentioned earlier, but Barbara, Barbara, I actually tried Barbara last night in Cobalt, which again, I know it's Cobalt, so it's a bit different, but she did feel quite insane with her ultimate, especially in the late game, which is what Barbara generally is known for anyway. I know how they've changed how, again, AMP works, but I feel like Barbara's late game is still really good. Yeah, Barbara is one of those characters where I feel like she's always going to be good. I, I know there's like a lot of uh, propaganda that floats around here and there about her being unplayable without certain aspects, but she seems like she's always like had the ultimate combo with her laser beam, mowing people down, so... They've never really, I mean, obviously she was very bad in the beginning of the season, but I think she's been tuned up enough that she's probably a little, at least for the mid-game, pretty good. Obviously, she didn't show up in the average high average win rate, but this is a pretty large disparity in average kills, and it might be one or two players, but still pretty impressive. Yeah, and... When I was looking at Barbara, Barbara though, I will admit the the top two Barbara players have not been doing well as of lately. So I don't know if it was other Barbara players or if these are she did well like a few days ago or what. But yeah, yeah uh, maybe in a few days she'll fall off this bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and we already talked about everyone else on here. Unless you have something to add about. Like, character here with average actually do we, do we talk about selene at all am i misremembering oh uh, we haven't talked about selene yet actually but i think selene's a character that doesn't need i think she's been nerfed enough that she's starting to be a little lower on these lists but just the nature of the character i think it uh makes it so that she's always somewhere here 
Yeah, still, yeah, Isles of Summer Arceline, very mechanically hard character to play, but she, once again, she is an AMP character. A few of the transition items they ha have added for AMP characters have actually been beneficial to her, specifically like Racing Helmet, which is an attack speed and AMP item, and I believe maybe Talorian Timepiece, that one I think is more niche, I think they generally stick to Scotty. But that one has amp and attack speed as well. Like they reworked the Lorian time piece, but Racing Helm was a new piece added. Yeah. And sorry, I'm just gonna add new game. Then after we have our normalized average kills. So yeah, bye bye Barbara. <laughs> there's there's not many people playing Barbara. These are again, once again, these characters have at least a 1% pick rate. So we have Celine here with 1.52 average kills, followed by Carla with 1.49, then Felix with 1.48, and Tia with 1.40, and Nathapon with 1.38. Now, we talked, okay, we talked, we just talked about Celine, we've talked about Carla already, and we have Felix here. Now, Felix. Has we, we talked about Felix previously, and the main thing with Felix is he got a lot of buffs, like mini buffs, throughout all of season six, and it's just kind of added up to the point to where he is now. Especially with the HP and defense nerfs overall, he's able to do so much damage with his auto attacks. They did nerf him in the last major patch to his how much damage his second auto attack does, the same with like Lee Dai Lin as well. So I think that took a bit of an impact. You can see that the average kills overall has gone down since I think even like last week or two weeks ago where it was closer to like 1.7, 1.8 for the top characters. And you can see that we're at 1.5 for the top character, 1.4 really. So the characters have been toned down a bit. They're not as, they're not killing as many people as before. But he's still be able to do quite well compared to the rest of the cast. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, as I said, a dramatic fall from the first time we had this, where everyone was like above 1.6 at minimum. So they definitely dropped time to kill by a good amount, as we've all asked for. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know if it's enough. I think a lot of people are still complaining. I still think it's too low, especially... In late game, I feel like in late game there's a lot less outplay potential, but then that could be due to amp items being strong or just other factors. Like, I guess, well, other factors being like character scaling strong too. But yeah, next character here is we haven't actually seen it all this season, and that is Tia. So Tia's actually been getting slow buffs over the last month. And I guess it's come to a point where her average kills are quite good right now. She even got buffed in the hotfix as well. Just like with Tia, it's mainly just you generally like poke people. And I guess now she's at a point where her damage is quite good. And a lot less room to outplay her as before or get away from her really. So, 
Did you have something to add with uh, Tia? Uh, not really. I think, yeah, like you said, a lot of slow buffs have been coming through as of late, so it's not. I feel like it's just an inevitability that Tia becomes strong again because she does have a lot of decent matchups into the meta characters, which we've seen, or mostly melees, and Tia is notorious for being pretty good into melee characters. Here, I actually will note, I'm just looking at the hotfix. This is actually a pretty big change, is they changed her passive from being the cooldown reduction converting to attack power to now converting to skill amp, which is a lot more significant for her since she's a skill amp character. So that could be one of the things that has impacted how good she is right now. Yeah, definitely. And then Nathapon, I think we've talked about Nathapon a few times on for her average kills. He just he does so much damage. <laughs> uh, generally, if you get hit with his E once, you're just dead. <laughs> like, there, unless you have some way that you get out of his E, or, or and this is solos, but in team modes, if you have like totem so you could like stasis yourself, you aren't really getting away from his one shot combo. Yeah, it's the man's known for a burst thing, and he's been in lots of bursts, so no surprise there. And yeah, so that's all right for our average kills. And last, we have average rank. So, yeah, average rank. So, we have our actual average rank. So, we have Dagger Jackie with a 6.1 average rank, followed by 11 with 6.2, Two-Handed two Sword Fewer with 6.2, Bo Hedgen with 6.3, and Bo Nadine with 6.8. Now, I'll just kind of summarize overall with these characters. These characters generally have really good mobility to get away from other people, with the exception, I'd say, Nadine. She has a little bit of ways to get from people between her monkey wire and the squirrel traps but with Ninin it's mainly the fact that she's not going into situations like fighting objectives so she's not putting herself at risk to die early compared to a lot of the cast and just like yeah the other characters are just very slippery yeah I have nothing really to add to that 11 still has like by far the highest we've been seeing in the game I believe unless they've nerfed that I didn't notice so <laughs> I'm surprised that she's actually not higher than Jackie is, but I think Dagger Jackie literally never tries to fight when she's being played, and Eleven does try occasionally to do some rather yeah. dangerous movement. Yeah, that's completely fair. Most people play Dagger Jackie as like a tank rat and just go for her placement points. So. And then we have our normalized stats. These are characters at least a 1% pick rate. We have Lennox, uh, the highest at seven, ball like tied with Shirk and Hedgen, with seven average rank. Then Daniel seven point one, Estelle with seven point two, and Crossbow Nadine with seven point two. Now Lennox, Lennox just has a kit where she can just kite people for days. Yeah, she's generally quite on the bulkier end compared to a lot of the cast, and so. A lot of people just don't bother fighting her as well, so I'd say those are your two main reasons why she's up here. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. 
And then I could honestly say the same thing with like Estelle that she, well, with Estelle she has a really long dash, but also she's quite tanky. So I'd say our two tankier characters being up here makes sense, and people just don't want to deal with them. And then we have Hedgen and uh, Shuriken, Hedgen and Daniel here. We already again, these are characters who are also quite slippery, have decent mobility, or like Daniel has decent mobility, but Daniel also has dagger skill. Hedgen has a wall jump that can go quite far. So. And then just Nadine. Nadine's up here again, similar to Bo Nadine, but she's Bo Nadine puts herself a little bit more at risk compared to right, Crossbow puts herself more at risk compared to Bo. But Crossbow also has crossbow skill in case she needs to get away. Yeah, and I'm sure that Crossbow also has the option to just murder people more often earlier on than Bo Nadine does. Yeah, exactly. And yes, now let's move on to our weaker characters. So these are average pick rates. So these are characters uh, average rate for at least like I don't look at people who have like multiple weapons just because one person may be playing not playing one weapon just because it's bad and the other one's like better. Right. So these are the actually like worst <laughs> characters, I guess. Or lowest pick rate characters. So we have Johan with 0% pick rate, then Martina with 0.1%, followed by Priya with 0.2%, then Arcana Emma at 0.3%. I will note here that Shuriken Emma's actually was at like a 0% pick rate. So then we have Chloe with a 0.4% pick rate. So Johan, uh, I'm just going to skip. He's just, no one's picking him because he's not in. Soul's character. Martina also not being picked just because of honestly like how boring <laughs> I'd say how boring her playstyle is and how much you have to like scale in order to actually do something and like put yourself at risk and people just don't want to play that way. We we already talked about Martina before and that was pretty much what <laughs> we summarize. Freya similar with Johan is just mainly a team modes character. And she got nerfed quite heavily a cup. I think it was last major patch. No, it was the the first major patch of the season because of how good she was during preseason. So yeah, that's why she's not up here. For Arcana Emma not being here is, or being down here is actually surprising because of how strong. Oh, but because of the. Because they actually because they added Arcana this patch, right? And I and I think the stats we had last week had Arcana or Arcana Emma as doing really well. And I guess just Emma's not popular character. Have you seen Arcana Emma at all? Not yet, but I can imagine just being like a slight meta difference makes her feel just a little bit worse to play. Yeah. There was the thing is again, just like with last week, she was doing quite well, so I guess it was mainly just the hype of the new character, I guess, or, or people figured out how to counter Arcana Emma more. So, and again, Shuriken is even worse, which is what I included. Oh, I included the best, the best one, right? Arcana, yeah. Shuriken's even worse than this, too. It's just, no one's playing Emma right now. I guess not too fun to play. 
No, I wouldn't say Emma's that weak though. Just like, the people I've seen who are playing her they do like just do what Emma does normally. And we have Chloe, and Chloe's been actually quite weak all this like this season pretty much. The I'm talking about Shuby last week. I really thought when they added Sudarsana with Bigger on it, Chloe would be doing really well, but that has not been the case. Yeah, I feel like Chloe's one of those characters where she's either the better version of an auto-attacker or the worst version, so the fact she's probably not being played just means that there's other auto-attackers that exist that are potentially outperforming her. Yeah, exactly. I think probably someone like Felix, who mentioned earlier that we have that has like high average kills, or you can even say Rio. Rio's doing quite well, well as, as well, not top five, but top ten for a lot of the stats. And just like I guess Nadine would be your main point. Crossbow Nadine is quite strong, as mentioned earlier. So. In the low actual, here we are. So as mentioned, we have Shirk and Emma down here with 0% pick rate. Followed by Dagger Shukai with 0%. Johan also 0%. Throw Sahir with 0.1%. And Throw Sassel with 0.1%. Now Dagger Shukai, he, as mentioned last week, he was actually quite strong for, well, I will say above average, maybe not the top tier, for like two weeks. And then they buffed Spear by quite a bit. It went from 1.6% amp scaling up to 3% amp scaling. It may have been actually 1.8 instead of 1.6. But regardless, over 1% more amp per level, which is insane. And so all the dagger... Also in combination, they nerfed Eclipse as well, which people were playing it because, I guess, Eclipse was quite good. So, yeah, at... A yeah, everyone's just playing spear right now. That's why no one's playing dagger. Yeah, it sure has a character that they just picked. It's he's one of the characters that's always weird whenever um nibbling around buffs the weaker version because one version is already good. So if you make the other version even better, it's just like this perpetual cycle of one thing gets stronger, and the other thing is just fine, but it's just not played because it's outclassed. Yeah, for sure. And Throsa here, again, it's just because of Hurricane being the better version. And same with Throsacella as well. <laughs> but with Throsacella, they generally play, again, auto attack. Well, with Hurricane, you play amp. But again, with amp transition items being so good, and I just say Red Sprite being really good as well, it's just made amp the better version. Really amp shuriken. Yeah. Then after this, we have the lowest win rate. So, hover over that. So, for our, these are the actual uh, low win rates we have Hammer Magnus with a 2.5% average win rate, followed by Heart with 3.2%, Dagger Jackie with 3.3%. Uh, Adriana with 3.9% and Piola with 4.1%. Now, Cameron Magnus being this low is quite surprising to me, to be honest, but I think it's just because there's a lot of Hammer Magnus players. <laughs> like, 
I, I checked, like, the pick rate is quite high, and, I mean, generally with Magnus anyway, people are playing him to, like, Rat, and I guess more so with Bat than Hammer, but even with Hammer, just Magnus's kits just generally played for him to Rat. Yeah, it's, he's one of those characters where if his win rate is high, then there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. And then Hart Hart's just been doing really bad this season. <laughs> for yeah, this season. I I don't know. Do you do you remember I mean they've been nerfing Hart like uh they did nerf Hart, what was it? The, the hotfix string not the not this hotfix, but the last hotfix they did, like two weeks ago. And that Hart yeah, I guess the the nerfs just kind of got up to her, and she's just not been doing well. I think it, part of it also might be because the players that normally play Heart kind of dropped her. Yeah, she's a character that like uh, it's always funny knowing that Heart's a character who just ends up being um dropped if the moment she isn't. Oh, sorry, I had to just fix you. It glitched out. <laughs> Yeah, Hearts a character that when she isn't super strong, the top pilots always drop her immediately. So you can tell that she isn't considered extremely top tier because, again, her pick rate doesn't show up, her win rate's doing fairly poorly, and yeah, she just looks very bad when she is probably just average. Yeah, um, and <laughs> Dagger Jackie, similar with Magnus, is just uh, a rat character. Adriana is actually has like a pretty good and pick pick rate right now but with me i've always said adriana is she's just a character that goes for kills but generally just dies to someone else in like top three it's yeah. um we will i think we did see her i don't know if we did see her in the average kills i believe so but if not she's generally definitely like up there um but yeah her she just doesn't win <laughs> I think part of that, though, for her not winning is just, especially in, like, Final Zone, like, the way Adriana wants to play is to, like, for people to chase her around, but when you're in Final Zone, you can't, you don't have the room to do that, right? So, it just allows melee characters to get on top of her when, in other situations, they wouldn't be able to. Yep, I agree with that. And then, Yolo, Yolo actually has been doing like being picked quite a bit as of lately and i can't really place why i don't remember or yeah i don't remember anything about piola being changed significantly i'd have to relook at the patch notes but yeah with piolo it's he's just i don't know he's just not a character to like beat a lot of the top tiers in my opinion just uh, he was definitely weaker at the beginning of the season, and I I still would honestly say it's kind of the same thing. I just uh, more people are are picking him, so I will admit that he's slightly stronger than before. But I definitely don't think he's the best character out there. Yeah, he got. I know he was like very not great at all because chaos would constantly complain, but he seems to be playable and he's pretty fun, apparently. So he's gonna be played. <laughs> okay.
But yeah, now with a uh, normalized win rate, so we still have again Hammer Magnus Aaron 2.5%, then Adriano 3.9%, Yolo with 4.1%, Elena with 4.2%. Again, this is win rate with at least a 1% pick rate, and Tafa Hyunwoo with a 4.5% win rate. Now, again, I think Elena is the same. With Magnus, a lot of people just kind of play her to place highly, but they just don't win. That's that's about it with Elena. She just doesn't beat generally the person who's really fed because most of the time she's not the one fed. She's just kind of going for second. Yep, just like two rat characters sitting right I mean, outside of the normalized win rate. I mean, yeah, same same with Tafa Hyunwoo. To be honest, kind of the the same thing. <laughs> More of like a, a rat type character, but only kind of does well to when he can ambush someone to, you know, just like one shot them because it's Tafa, right? But Tafa's been nerfed actually overall. They actually did just buff his amp scaling on his ultimate, this hotfix, but um, it was like quite minor, so I don't think it's really done much at all. And his win rate will say otherwise, but he does have quite a high pick rate. I think it's close to 3%. Uh, might be a little bit lower than that, but yeah, definitely not the, the top character there. And then... Yeah, we, we just finished a win rate. Then we have average kills. So we have our low average kills, which we have Chloe here with a 0.52 average kills, followed by Dagger Jackie 0.62, Heart with 0.74, Bony Dean 0.75, and Arcana Emma with 0.82. Now I'll just say about the first three. Well, I mean we kind of talked about a lot, but. I was just like Chloe and her are really bad right now, so that's why they're just down here. We, we already talked about them earlier. Bony Dean just here because again she generally wins but doesn't kill people. And with Arcana Emma, it's the same thing with Nadine. Honestly, the way Emma and Nadine play are kind of they play differently, but their end results the same. They they aren't kills characters; they are wins characters, and that's why their average kills is on the lower end. Yeah, it's always funny seeing um, characters like that where you know that they'll win the game or they're very favored to, but their kills are just very poor because either people run from them or they run from other people, and then they'll die like to a random uh, ambush for like half the game, and then they win the other half. Yeah, I think with Emma, it's yeah she can't. The thing with Emma is she can't really chase people unless she commits the tools that she needs to kill them, right? And so Emma won't. You obviously the like, good ML players won't use the tools to chase people. So in the end circle when as I said with Adriana, where you're forced to fight them, unlike Adriana, ML can win a lot of the time. So I think she's stronger in those forced close situations compared to again someone like Adriana. Yep. And then our low normalized 
average kills, we have Estelle with 0.77, two handed sword Jackie, 0.83, Elena with 0.92, Tapa, Hyunwoo, 0.93, and Aiden with 0.99. Now, Estelle being down here uh, was a little bit surprising to me, but I guess it's just the way that she like builds, I guess, in the way she plays. Or she's just generally a bit more like bulkier, built more like bulkier items, and it, like she has like her ultimate if she wants to like kill people, or like if she's like, low health, then she has her ultimate and generally runs healing drone. So she has like basically a second health state, but I guess at that point, people just run away from her or she can't chase them because she's used. Her E to get in close proximity to the person. Yeah, and it's not too bad. They did nerf her damage by a very significant margin with the Juggernaut changes, so I'm not surprised that her kill confirms are much weaker than they were in the past. Yeah, they they did nerf Vigor, right? That was one of the big changes. Or... Yep. Yeah. And so yeah, those definitely impact her. Now, two-handed sword Jackie, I think part of yeah, like there is a decent number of people playing Twins or Jackie, but I I'd say compared to characters like Dual Swords or Axe, where you have more damage, at least in like the early to mid even I mean Axe is generally better in the late game anyway, but I'd say even more in the early mid game Axe and Dual Swords are better, and so you're really only doing well with two-handed sword if you make it to that late game where you're able to get i believe they they use dean sleeve it might actually be a roar long sword at this point but i, I think with two-handed it's more like a scaling like get five plus kills or get no kills type of situation yeah this seems to be the pretty consistent um story for a lot of these characters just because elena's also a character that needs to scale from getting items Young move probably just sits in bushes, honestly. Who knows what that guy does half the time? And I know a lot of Aiden may say that he always needs to scale, so it's just a lot of like it seems like average kills being low for characters that are played are almost always on scaling characters that legitimately have scaling requirements. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that sentiment. And then last we have average rank right so our average rank or low actual average rank is dagger jackie with 6.1 11 oh sorry that was our better stats well there we go <laughs> more makes this much more sense so we have sahir with uh, the average rank of 12 is <laughs> throw sahir then we have Piolo of 9.7, Laura with 9.6, Kiara of 9.5, and Mai with 9.5. Now, with Thursa here, it's just, again, not many people are playing him, and generally with Thursa here in general, it's hard to get away from people, so if you're quite low, you're just kind of screwed, to be honest. Yep. So, it makes sense, the low average uh, rank. Then Piolo. You know, from what I've seen of the Peel players, like you can see this guy, they're generally quite aggressive. And even though I think his escape, honestly, is not 
that bad. I I guess it's more it's a bit easier for him to chase than it is to get away. But I think it's more on how aggressive are the PLO players are. Yeah, definitely. PLO is a very all in character. He goes in and then he kind of just hopes that you back off or he kills you. Yeah, exactly. Laura I think Laura is more of an, an early game character who generally wants to like fight or like wants to get early game objectives and if she doesn't she just I mean it's again anytime you fight objective it is a risk and so fighting for these early objectives more often than other characters will lower your average rank. And, and then we have a KRM, same situation really, is just with, well with Kiara, Kiara actually I would say more that she generally is, like she's good, actually no, she is, is quite good at getting away pe from people, but I think for her it's a lot of like committing to fights. I know people are playing her amp more compared to before, so I could definitely see her fighting for more of those early game objectives as well. My is my same thing. My generally would go for Sentry to get Phantom Jacket online, and people. I'd say she generally does struggle when she doesn't have a Phantom Jacket. Sure, actually, I'm kind of surprised that Kiara is a bit lower because of her old build. But if she is playing amp, like you say, she's definitely much more fragile than she was in the past. So it does make sense. And same thing with my. She is supposed to be tanky, but. She definitely lived and dies with the Phantom Jacket, so not too surprising. Yeah, and then our normalized version. A lot of these characters will appear here, as you will see. We have Yolo, the 9.7 average rank, followed by Laura with 9.6, Kiara with 9.5, Rio with 9.3, and Nikki with 9.3. I'd I say same thing. Nikki's definitely... Fights for like cemetery tree generally, like that's her main route. But I have seen some temple Nikki routes as well, like over temple tree, which was changed not too long ago. It was like during the preseason, and so she's definitely another character that kind of lives or dies by first tree. So definitely average rank being low makes sense. Rio is just a really squishy character and really needs to scale in order to do well. So she's at high risk of dying during the first night. Yep, it makes sense too because the character is just so obnoxious to play against later on that she has to be fragile, especially early. It, yeah, <laughs> I hate fighting late game Rio. I I hate Rio. <laughs> yeah. And now, actually, yeah, we now that we've covered all the stats that you guys or that I have for you guys. We'll just. Kind of going off on our own here on talking about some of the strongest items. Now, last week I did show you guys what were the most picked items as well as the highest win rate items. Uh, since uh, Brand Flakes was not here, I'll just give a brief like, a summary of that. It, if you didn't, I'm assuming you didn't see that. But the most used or the highest win rate item was Elysian Halo. And I think that doesn't surprise you. At least it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, seems about in line for what the expectation is. It, it's a really good item. It, it's just, it's a four-score item, but a lot of times, 
for like any auto attack character, if you're getting a force core, you're gonna be building Elysian Halo first. And just because the leading halo has that biotic infusion, which does the it does it's max HP damage, right? Not current HP. Yep. So it, it's re really good against a lot of the cast, and especially good against clearing objectives too, such as Wickline, even though that has been slightly nerfed since before, like last season, I believe it got nerfed. Did not affect Wickline or other objectives as much as it did. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah. And the what are what are your strong items right now? And your have they changed since the last time I talked about them like a month ago? Uh I haven't really I don't think that they've really hit most of them, so they're probably about the same from what I expected. From what I expect from last time we spoke about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd say again, Iron. Yeah, I think Mithril Quiver is actually really strong right now. The I've definitely been seeing Mithril Quiver come up a lot more this week, and I'd say even last week, compared to, at the start of the season, I think people were unsure about the Mithril Quiver changes from losing its attack range, but now people have got used to it, and pretty much any auto attack character, I'd say more. Yeah, even like range characters that are auto attack will want to run Myth Quiver. I'd say it's more preferable on melees though because of the bonus movement speed. As you see with this Piolo, you get 0 0.08 movement speed, but it also has swift strides on it, which can give you up to 0 0.06 movement speed as well. So this one accessory slot gives you 0 0.14 movement speed if you have it at max stacks, which is quite a lot. I believe it has gotten a nerve. It was. 0.16 movement speed, but it's lost 0.2 since then. But regardless, it's still quite good. Yeah, Mythical Quiver can never be bad, no matter <laughs> what stats it gives. Yeah, exactly. And I, I still think like Persona is like really good as well. Just the stats on are insane. I mean, a lot of the helmets, in my opinion, have really good stats. In my opinion, Laurel Reef is like the worst helmet, but then again, it's just a tree, so. Yep. Now, uh, I kind of tied in weakest items, like Laurel Reef being there, and I, I still think Glacial Shoes are on the weaker end. They did get a buff, but I definitely think they get outclassed by Iron Maidens at this point. I don't know if it'll be if they buff Glacial Shoes or they nerf Iron Maidens until we actually see Glacial Shoes become more popular. Uh, they have been seeing some more popularity. I remember from the stats we did last week that it actually was like a top five most built item, which really surprised me because I know how bad they are. Uh, but I guess either KR doesn't know or they don't care. <laughs> so, yeah. And do you have any like worse items that you'd want to add? Um, honestly, the new upgraded items, I have to take a look at them more closely because they came out as I was going on vacation, so I haven't put too much thought into how those actually, you know, scale on the priority tier lists. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. They have Sultan's Turban, more people have been building. All Sultan's Turban gives you is 30 amp, but I think the the main unique thing about it is that 
it gives uh it removes the feather requirement uh, part of imperial bergenat so like what i mean the third thing is i mean the movement speed so feather items in this game if it's on an item slot not like your weapon it is a unique aspect like you can't stack feather item movement speeds but once you change from Imperial Bergen at the Sultan's Turban, that no longer becomes a thing, and you can actually use the feather item movement speed. So I think that also gives characters that don't have a healing reduction on their weapon to use White Crane Fan and get that movement speed that they weren't getting from before. Yeah, I think the new items definitely have their niches in, like you said, that those sort of those sort of additions are definitely only just good things, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and do you have anything to add about the current meta of the game? If you think which archetype's the strongest right now, the which the weakest, and and just I guess the meta in general. Uh, just from what I've seen from Lansing, just because like being on vacation from two weeks took me a bit away, and the meta does seem to have changed a decent amount since I've left. Um, it looks like I guess like Bruiser characters are pretty good again, which makes sense as they've increased time to kill, which I think is also the reason why they were so hesitant to increase time to kill again. So we'll see if uh, I think Bruiser versus Bruiser can be an interesting matchup, but if you're a squishy mage character trying to play against a Bruiser, it's often uninteresting as a mage. But So hopefully they can reach a perfect medium where the mage and bruiser matchup is you know finally interesting to play which is something that they struggled to do for a long long time so it's the one way for them to figure out yeah that's fair like i remember dina being on a lot of these lists but she's not we haven't seen her at all these stats like we didn't see her at all so uh adina's still good but again with if what you're saying, which makes sense, the Bruiser character is being better. She's not nearly as good as she was at the beginning of the season. Yeah, which kind of sucks, but it's not too surprising. I'm not. I, I will just clarify. I'm not saying she's she's weak. I definitely think she's above average and probably, uh, like top tier, but just not doing as well as she was at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, she it will definitely take a lot more to make Adina truly bad because of how overloaded her kit is. Yeah, exactly. And that is yeah, we did wrap up quite quickly. Oh actually no, one I forgot our one last question. What do you think is gonna be addressed in the upcoming patch? What what do you um, think because the patch notes are actually tonight. It was long they changed them to Thursday last time, but I believe they are still tonight. Yeah. yeah, I think last time was uh, for a Korean holiday, but I'm mostly not sure what to expect because I haven't really seen like very obvious complaints. Obviously, um, Pompeon was already addressed in a hotfix, so I don't know. If, and I think it was a tournament, like something you mentioned, that was played last week. A lot of the problematic things were already addressed there. Personally, I would love to see a Martina update to make her a bit more early game focused and less obnoxious. When broadcast goes online but besides that i genuinely have no idea i'm kind of excited to see what the patch notes say just to see if it's a very good patch even with those expectations but uh yeah i mean 
we'll see when it comes out <laughs> how good it is. Yeah, I like just the characters we've talked about. I think they will be like addressed in here. I gonna be. I I think mainly like yeah, as you said, a lot of the characters were nerfed in the hotfix. We might actually see like another nerf onto Tafa Yan. He's still like even though he did get nerfed there, he's still being picked quite a lot more than normal. Like his three point six percent average pick rate is still very high. So I could expect to see some more of a nerf to him. And just I think Hart will get a buff as well. I think and Chloe. Like those characters are definitely not doing it right now, but I am worried if they buff those characters, if they become, like, really good. I, I just feel like their kits are not very interactive to, to play with or play yeah, against. Definitely. We'll see if they pull the trigger on those characters too quickly. And, yeah, if you guys have any questions for us, feel free to write it in the chat now. I'll wait, like, a minute or two uh, to see if there's any responses. I know this is Bit of a quicker time, we kind of wrapped up things. A lot of the characters we have talked about before and didn't really need to be readdressed because they have the same flaws and and or benefits as they did before, like most of them. So no need to really dig deeper into those characters. <laughs> and yeah, I know that, Bran, you, you've been on vacation, so i be interesting to see what you think now that you're or back from vacation next week. Yeah, definitely. It'll definitely be very fun to catch up on all the things that have been happening in a week, especially since the patch will come through and kind of digest with the community. And next week we'll also be talking about Haze, which did you see Haze's video at all? Yeah, the uh grenade she it's like Tychus from uh Heroes of the Storm except for Ultimate isn't a mecha suit. It's um it's just her pulling out a more of what RPG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I am excited to see. I do agree with a lot of people's sentiment on her that she is going to be an anti-melee character. And that will be fun to play with because I feel like we have a lot of anti-melee characters in this game. Yeah. Well, just one plus one to the list. Yeah, I do wonder what weapon she will be building, though. Like, because it seemed like they wanted her to be more of an amp. So, people are predicting that, like, XCR is going to get changed next patch to be an amp weapon. Yeah, I could definitely see that, since XCR is kind of out of a niche at the moment. And I think maybe even Type 95 as well. That one, I haven't seen Type 95 in a while. Like, I remember when Air Isol used to, like, build it. For like early game strength and then like transition off of it, but he doesn't do that route anymore. He does uh, the pistol starting route in Temple. Yeah, good point. I feel like XR is literally just the uh, routing diversity and not actually because it's a good weapon whatsoever. Yeah, and yeah, that I don't see any questions from chat at this point. Um, so I think that will be it for us today. Uh, I do thank everyone who came today as well. 
Sorry, I do actually want to apologize for the last week's podcast. I know you didn't hear about this brand, but I ended up losing power in the middle of it, and I did not get power back for over an hour, so. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so, and I, I tried to even message um, Shubi using my data. Even I mean, I tried to message chat too, but my data wasn't even working. <laughs> you got so. hit by an or something. <laughs> That's crazy. So I was like, well, I guess I can't do anything. I'll go to bed. So, yeah, that's what kind of happened last week. But I do apologize. You can see my power is fine now. There was a bad storm last week, to be fair. So it's a little bit on me for not mentioning that my power might go out. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to see what the new patch will change. Yeah, for sure. I'll probably be reading on my... I have to um go back to work in the office. I'll be reading it on the train ride there. It'll be That's... fun to see if I can stay awake while reading it. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, how early do you have to go in? Uh, It's like basic work hours. I'll probably have to oh, okay. be on my way around 8.30, so it's not too bad. Oh, it's not. Very standard. I was like, oh, I thought you were going to say, like, oh, I have to go in at 5.30, and I'm like... Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> I would quit immediately. Uh... But yeah... And I guess at this point, we'll I'll see who we can raid 